0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, September 2nd, 2018. On Labor Day Well, good morning, Connection Church. Good morning. My name is Carrie Jones.:
1: I'm Alan Jones.
0: And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior jesus christ amen almighty god thank you so much for today thank you for welcome that you welcome us in just as we um, celebrate being with one another in this place called connection and so lord settle us in that we might hear your word and be changed and transformed by it we pray this in the name of the father and the son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And everybody agreed and said, Amen.
1: Amen, Amen. So, tomorrow's Labor Day. Labor Day, it began in the 19th century as trade unions grew in the U.S. and and they proposed that a day be set aside to celebrate labor. So in 1887, the state of Oregon was the first state in the U.S. to make it an official public holiday. 30 other states followed suit until Uh, In 1894, it became an official federal holiday, 1894, and so we've been celebrating Labor Day, the unofficial end of summer with parades and backyard barbecues for 124 years. It's, It's ironic, isn't it, that we celebrate Labor Day by taking the day off, by having an unlabor day.
0: Yeah. The truth is, there's been a Labor Day celebration a lot longer than 124 years. In fact, its origins go all the way back to the very beginning. The first chapter of Genesis, we read how God created humankind on the sixth day. Then, in chapter 2, we read this. Heaven and earth were finished, down to the last detail." By the seventh day, God had finished his work. God blessed the seventh day. He made it a holy day because on that day, he rested from his work all the creating God had done.
1: So there you have it, the first Labor Day, holiday, holy day, God celebrated, resting from all the work he'd done. All the work he'd done during those six intense days. of creation. than Labor Day, we want to call it Unlabor Day, since it was a day of rest, not work, a, a day set apart for God, a holy day, which we now call a holiday. It was a day that was recognized not once a year, but once a week, once every seven days.
0: It's interesting when you think about it, God setting aside a day, a day apart for God to rest that's what we read he rested on that seventh day but we know that god really didn't need the rest god has all kinds of energy but god knew that we need the rest and so on this seventh day this unlabor day it was set apart for our benefit our benefit for us to rest for us to keep um, holy for God.
1: And so, then Kerry uh, talked about Genesis in the next book in the Bible, the next book in the Old Testament, the book of Exodus. We read where God codified or made official this unlabored day. He shared it with Moses when Moses went up on the mountain to receive from God all the rules and regs for the Hebrew people. This happened just after they had left Egypt after 400 years of enslavement, just after they'd crossed the Red Sea, just after beginning. a a 40-year journey through the desert. And so, God gave Moses quite a volume of regulations, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, but He he pointed out 10 that were especially important. We call these the Ten Commandments, right? And on Labor Day is commandment number four. It comes just after, have no other gods before me, Uh, don't worship idols, and do not misuse The Lord's name. Don't use the Lord's name. That that, that comes right out of some pretty important commandments, wouldn't you say? And it's right there in the number four spot. Here's what God told Moses to share with God's people
0: Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Work six days and do everything you need to. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to your God, to God, your God. Don't do any work, not you, nor your son. Nor your daughter, nor your servant, nor your maid, nor your animals, not even the foreign guest visiting in your town. So we don't need to have you guys do the dishes today, Wan Chan and Wan Suk. For in six days God made heaven, earth, and sea, and everything in them. He rested on the seventh day. Therefore, God blessed the Sabbath day. He set it apart as a holy day.
1: Sabbath. The Jews observed it from sundown on the sixth day to sundown on the seventh. For us, that would be Friday night to Saturday night. In some Christian traditions, they continue to observe Sabbath in this way, but but most observe it as we do on Sunday in recognition of the day Jesus rose from the dead, Easter morning, the first day of the new week following the Hebrew Sabbath.
0: When we read Exodus chapter 20, this particular scripture, we can see that Sabbath, this unlabor day, was intended not only for the Hebrew people, but for everyone, for everyone, actually everything. One's children, one's servants, even one's animals were to observe Sabbath. Now. An animal really can't observe Sabbath, but we as the animal's master wouldn't make that donkey do the work. And so, Sabbath, to have this day of rest, this holy day, set apart from God, it's a big deal. It's really a big deal to God. Super important not to be ignored or even take light, taken lightly. As I read it, as we read it, God is pretty serious about this. We're reminded that this commandment that God, in this commandment, that God took a Sabbath, God took a day after creating heaven and earth and the sea and everything else and we are to follow suit. So if it's good enough for God, it should be good enough for us.
1: And so later on in this book of Exodus in chapter 23 we're given some more Sabbath directions. Check this out, verses 10 and 11. Sow your land for six years and gather in its crops, but in the seventh year you leave it alone and give it a rest so that your poor may eat from it. What they leave, let the wildlife have. Do the same with your vineyards and olive groves.
0: And so God takes this idea of Sabbath as one day in seven and extends it, enlarges it to include not plowing and planting your fields one year every seven letting that land rest so that rest so that the poor as well as wildlife have something to eat now this seems just kind of crazy to us in these days but that's what god commanded if the sabbath year is staggered different off years for different farmers and think about this it was a way that god provided for animals for livestock for the poor and also we read or we know that land gets tired just like we do land gets tired so giving the land a sabbath allows that land to get replenished to give it a break now we use chemicals But back then, they didn't have that kind of thing, and so this was so important.
1: Mm. Years later, by the time of Jesus, the Pharisees, we speak about them a lot when we look at the New Testament, the Pharisees who were Jewish uh, 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 leaders in the church who strictly interpreted and observed the religious laws, the Pharisees had turned Sabbath into a complex and stifling set of rules and regulations. As we read through the Gospels, there's Bible stories in the New Testament about Jesus, the ones written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We see these Pharisees often at odds with Jesus as their strict interpretation of the law. Often comes in conflict with what Jesus does. And a good example is found in the second chapter of Mark, beginning at verse 23, where Jesus and the disciples are walking along in a field and they pick some heads of grain to eat. Happens to be on the Sabbath. And the Pharisees ask Jesus why he is doing this unlawful thing, pulling up a couple grains of wheat on the Sabbath. And here's what he says to them. I guess I should share that with you. He said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And so the son of man, which is Jesus, is Lord even of the Sabbath.
0: So they got so caught up in what they could do and couldn't do that it just got really crazy. I mean, right down to picking um, a head of grain to eat that was considered work? Wow. It is a reminder to us as Jesus talks about this and uses this statement the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The reminder is that the Sabbath is not supposed to be a bunch of rules and regulations. You can do this, but you can't do that, get all legalistic. But it is intended for some time a day to be set aside from hustle and bustle from the craziness to take a break. There's a guy named Jordan Rayner. He is a Christian entrepreneur, and he shares in his blog a response to this scripture.
1: He shares this. The Sabbath was made for man, as Jesus shares. Honestly, it wasn't until, this is what uh, Jordan says, until I reread that verse a year ago, That I began to see the Sabbath as a, say it with me, gift. A gift. To me, the Sabbath had always had legalistic connotations prompting me, and I suspect many other uh, millennial Christians, to write off the Sabbath entirely. He continues, I didn't start practicing the art of Sabbath out of conviction or guilt. I started once I realized that rest, say rest. rest, rest, Is a gracious gift from God. Say, gracious gift from God. God. Yeah. To give us a break from the relentless demands of this world and our work. Wow.
0: So Rayner goes on to say that we live in a world where there's constant pressure work, 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 do, 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 earn, 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 solve, solve, solve. Yeah. And the gift of the Sabbath allows us an opportunity to rest from the pressures, to take them off the table for a time and enjoy what we've done. Like God enjoyed after he created and took back and enjoyed. That's what we're to do, enjoy. And so he quotes Pastor Tim Keller. Some of you may have heard of Tim Keller and read some of his books. Um, awesome theologian, and here's what um, Jordan Rainer quotes from Tim Keller.
1: He says this, the purpose of Sabbath is not simply to rejuvenate yourself in order to do more production, nor is it the pursuit of pleasure. The pursuit of Sabbath is to enjoy your God, life in general, what you have accomplished in the world through God's help, And the freedom you have in the gospel, the freedom from slavery to any material object or human expectation.
0: And so the Sabbath is a gift from God. It's a necessary gift, not only for our spiritual well-being, for our emotional well-being, a relational well-being, psychological well-being. I don't know about you, but when it's crazy, 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 all those kinds of things start unraveling. We need time off. We need time to relax. Some of my friends try not to laugh too much as I'm saying this. If you know me, I struggle a lot. Time to refocus. Time to replenish. We're not designed to go, go, go. Go, go, go. And God has commanded us, not suggested, but commanded us to take time for him for others and for ourselves.
1: Mm. In this blog, Rainer shares that we crave peace with ourselves and God. We also have an overwhelming desire to be accepted by other people. And he says that the culture we live in tells us that if we work hard enough, if we accomplish enough, if we make enough money we will find this peace and we will prove to the world that we are okay. It says, on the other hand, as Christians, we know that neither our work nor any other counterfeit God, those things we put our trust in, our faith in, those other things we work for, No one or any other counterfeit God can save us or satisfy our craving for peace and acceptance. Jesus and Jesus alone is the one who brings salvation. Amen? Amen. Jesus and Jesus alone brings the salvation that you and I and the world so desperately need. And Sabbath is a means of communicating this. He writes this
0: when we rest when we keep the sabbath we're saying to ourselves and to the watching world that while we could squeeze in one more day of productivity profits and performance we don't need to we're okay we're satisfied it's not our work that is saving us it's something else it's someone else
1: Mm. now it just struck me you know that one more day of productivity products in front. There's a, there's a restaurant right down the street here that proves that every Sunday Chick-fil-A. You know, there've been malls that say, you have to, have to be able to No, we don't because we make enough six days a week. And they do, they're a very profitable company because they hold true. You know, our challenge is, are we going to gladly and there's the term gladly, That's with a smile, gladly, willingly, and faithfully accept this gift. Say gift. Gift Gift of Sabbath, gift of Sabbath, this gift of Sabbath that God has given us. It's a gift when we have so many other things pulling uh, for our time and our energy. We live in a very busy culture, a 24-7, 365 culture. And, you know, there's always something that needs to be done, isn't there? We're never finished. We're never finished. And this idea of taking a Sabbath is contrary to our culture and therefore often contrary to how we think. Here's the real challenge. Sometimes we even take pride in in just how many hours we work.
0: Now you're stepping on my toes.
1: I know. I know. You know, we almost brag, if not actually brag, about how exhausted we are from all the work we've done. The thing is, that's not what God intended. Hard work is good. Hard work is not a bad thing. But balance is good. We sometimes take this idea of Sabbath way too lightly. You know, we almost joke about it, especially uh, when we have trouble finding Sabbath time in our own lives. Uh, I remember when when we were in seminary, and we were serving church and raising kids, and I, and I would go before the district committee on ministry, and the first question, for, one of the first questions is, how's your family doing? Because they were concerned with how spread thin we were. How When I, I'm on that committee now, if one of the first questions we ask is, when is your Sabbath? Because it's so easy for even the clergy person to get so caught up, especially when they're in school and serving a church and serving family and everybody else. They don't have time for that Sabbath or they don't take the time for that Sabbath. And and so we sometimes even joke about it when we can't find that time. But God, God doesn't joke about it, does God? Mm-mm. God takes this extremely seriously, as we're trying to show here this morning. That's why it's a commandment, not a suggestion (laughs) or a recommendation. It's a commandment. It's right there with don't kill, don't steal, don't lie, don't cheat on your… It's right there with those things. And we would all agree, well, of course I'm not going to do those. Well, then why would… It doesn't say this is a lesser commandment. It's right there in the top ten. And yet we don't take it as seriously as God does. God knows that we need time off. God knows this is crucial to have time with Him, but also for our own spiritual, emotional, psychological, physical well-being. We need time with God, but we need time with us, and we need time with ourselves.
0: So what does Sabbath look like? Probably different for each one of us, depending on... What replenishes you? What gives you rest? Ways that we get closer to one another, ways we get closer to God. Maybe it means staying off of social media for a certain period of time, taking a break from that. Maybe it's having dinner at the family table and that is such good connective time. I can't wait for us to do that tomorrow. It's gonna be awesome. Maybe it's talking about things with others that we just don't have time to talk about through the week. Just taking a step back could be sharing our closest moment or our farthest moment with someone, an accountability person with those who we love. Mm.
1: And between services, somebody came up to me, guy came up to me and said, so what you're saying is that I don't have to empty the dishwasher, cut the grass or something else today. I said, well, yeah, probably means you do it the day before or the day after. But yeah, I said, unless doing that brings you closer to God in some way. He said, well, the truth is when I cut grass, that is a good time for me kind of have some one-on-one time with God. So, in that particular case, that might be a Sabbath because that allows Him to, to connect. Who knows? You know, to, it looks different for each of us. Does it have to be Sunday? Well, I hope not because we, we generally, tend to work. The, Some the people think it's the only day we on work. Sundays. That's not true, but, yeah. you know, we work Sunday morning. So, actually, for me, I try to take Sabbath from about noon or so Sunday till New Monday, 24 hours. It's not always absolutely dedicated. You know, sometimes other things come in, but I do try to take, kind of take it easy in that time frame so that that would be generally my, my Sabbath time when, when I take it. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about yours, Carrie? <laughs>
0: I, think I I'll, needed I'll tissues do. at the last service. You know, those Ten, ten Commandments, I, I really have trouble with this one. I work. I love it. I, I do. And um, there have been periods of time where I have charged so hard. I know you guys have too, but those of you who know me well, you've watched one crash one year, another crash another year, because of just the hard charging. And you know, with, with our staff, I'm like, don't do what I do. Although they feel like they have to, because I'm like, woo, come on, energy. But it's not good, sorry bear. I'm like, take the time. I really struggle with this. And last fall, it just started catching up with me again. And I just couldn't pull back. And it got unhealthier and unhealthier and unhealthier until I had a, oh boy, okay, something has to change. And it kind of like went right there in my face. And since January, and I've talked to y'all about this, I've been practicing more time apart, practicing periods of downtime, and it's good, and it's healthy, and I'm healthier than I have been for a long, long time. But it's not easy because the other side of me is like, get in there, go, 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 this, 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 and um, I'm just saying, it's sin. And I stand before you with just such a bad witness on this. But God is good, and God is full of grace, and with, we're all in this together. And so let's really work on this. I, am, I have. Nine months into it, it's good. I'm still tearful, but it's good. It is good. So, um, yeah, that's all I have to say. I know that a lot of you are like, yeah, I care. what are you talking about? Well, I believe what God says, and his word is that we should, we should rest. And so I'm just encouraging all of you to do that because I'm trying as well.
1: So our question for the morning, of course, would be, what about you? What about you? Are are, are you able to accept this precious gift? Say gift. Gift. This gift that God gives you, this this gift of time set apart to keep it holy. That's where we get our word holiday, holy day, to keep it a holy day, focused on God, on others, yourself. Resting mind, body, soul. Let me ask you a question. I want you really th- just I'm going to and think immediately. When is your Sabbath? And if you, when I said that, you start fumbling around for an answer. Chances are you don't have one. I encourage you today tomorrow take this labor day to do some introspection to do some prayer and to uh, look at giving some thought to your ongoing unlabor day take some time this labor day to think about your sabbath time talk to god about it seek god's help and where that might be what that might look like for you time for you to rest time for you to get closer to god others and yourself Amen. amen amen. that's the good news for this morning. Let's live it, let's believe it. let's pray. most holy God I, I thank you for this for this Sabbath for commanding us to take time apart to, to take rest to rest in you, Lord. please help us to to recognize that You're right on with us, that we fight You, but we shouldn't because You always know what's best for us, Lord. Please help us to seek some time with You to find out when our Sabbath should be, what it should look like, Lord. Thank You for time, and thank You for rest. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we pray, and all those gathered said, Amen. Amen.